Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Katie Binkley. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 Movies. Under 90 Minutes. 4, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, thinking well, of his voice it's a layer it's john malkovich with the accent which is like <laughs> you know yeah putting a hat on a hat mm-hmm. uh okay today on our show clocking in at 81 minutes we're talking about 2010's jonah hex directed by jimmy hayward director of at this mm-hmm. point in his life such mm-hmm. classics as horton hears a who all right and that's it that's fucking it. <laughs> oh, boy. He directed Horton Hears a Who, and they said, give him a DC property. Now, granted, <laughs> this is not uh, this is not the the uh, your A-list DC property. I don't know if you would even consider this B-list DC property. Jonah Hex no. is, you know, yeah. he's, he's... Shazam rolling. is like B-list yes. to me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, and this is... This is C-list, C-list yeah. C-lister? I'd say... Yeah. Yeah, at best. He also, uh, the Jimmy Hayward also directed uh, Freebirds from 2013 and has not done anything since, but does have a movie called Kenny Kane is a Dead Man in pre-production. <laughs> <laughs> so are those, Freebirds is animated, right? Yeah, Freebirds is uh, another animated movie, which I believe uh, Scott Mosier co-directed. Uh, okay, so they're like, uh, hey, Brad Bird. Brad Bird made Mission Impossible 4, and he did a great job. I think the, <laughs> we'll get another animator guy, and we'll try to do an, a live-action thing and see if that translates. Yeah, that'll work. That'll yeah. make well, it work. Horton Hears a Who was decent. I I saw that. I've never seen that one. It's decent, but this is just Deece. bad. I'll yeah, tell you what, though. <laughs> I, I really got into this movie for about 15 minutes. Sure, and, and and then I dropped the fuck off of it real hard. Like it, it, it like the setup and everything in the beginning. It like I was there. I was for it. Oh yeah. Um, I'll say I really dig the um, comic book. Uh, like the use of the comic book art to like kind of tell the story, like the backstory. Um, or like when he, you know, like we're kind of transitioning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked that. I thought that was effective. Um. And then in my head, I'm like, why don't all origin stories just do – if you need to cover an origin story, just do it in this type of animation style. Get it out of the way in, like, a minute and a half. Oh, gosh. I I disagree. (laughs) That's how I feel. I feel like like the animated sequence was a result of, like, reshoots and or edits and or studio notes. And they're like, we need to – because this movie, it feels like they gloss over, like, the first half hour – and they start really late, and they they're they're not as concerned about his origin as they are, like uh, getting him getting the inciting incident going. Like, yeah, it's like quasi uh, origin story in that there's exposition and he has conversations, and the villain has to do with his backstory. So that's kind of smart. But like, the whole animated thing to me felt um, like. The producers like well, we need to we need to gloss through this all this stuff that we shot that we're not gonna use. That's but like that's, the vibe I got. That's why I'm saying I like it because I was like, let's just gloss through all the exposition <laughs> shit with the use of comic book animation. So like when they inevitably reboot a Batman series in the future, and I'm gonna talk about the Batman where they we show the show the origin again, you know, like just do this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if you're gonna reboot Superman, just be like, let's do this. Get this out of the way, and then we can like really get the action going. We don't need to do an origin movie. I think in the case of Batman, I'm with you. I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing yeah, them come okay. out of the theater or the opera or wherever there. We're seeing the thing that they uh, were in the alley. And the Joker's uh, <laughs> Joker started a revolution, apparently. Spoilers for Joker, <laughs> and uh, that happened also. Jared, what do you think of that? Of <laughs> the of Joker, the the Joaquin the Wayne, Phoenix. 
the the whole Wayne parents. Uh, I I don't I don't personally like the idea of Thomas Wayne being a dick or like uh, you know a snob in any way. Like I like the Batman Begins Thomas Wayne being a doctor and just being a good ass man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's Thomas Wayne that I want in my in my head canon. But that's Batman, and like he's like to me minor DC. We're talking major DC here. Jonah Hex, <laughs> J H. Jonah Hex. J H. Yeah, and he's filled with quotes. I guess we'll get into it now. Like, you, so you guys have no history with the character. I don't. No. Mm-mm. My only recollection of Jonah Hex is one episode of Batman the Animated Series that I did not like as a ten-year-old when it was <laughs> that's on. That's right. There is one with him in it, is isn't there? Yeah, yeah. he's definitely in animation. Um, he shows up in comics too. Mm. He crosses over with Batman and Superman. Oh, lucky them. I mean, they're yeah. all DC. Yeah. Everyone in the DC family eventually meets each other. I like. I just don't know how it translates to live action. I think this movie, this whole property, is inherently flawed uh, cinematically and that your main character is super ugly he wears it on his <laughs> sleeve everybody mentions how ugly he is and like i guess it becomes sort of charming but th- that's not a hook for me for a character is like and like how aesthetically unpleasing they decide to make the character with the whole lip thing yeah like he's got like half of his mouth is like mm-hmm. melted away mm-hmm. it, i'm just i don't like his look <laughs> i don't know i don't know who would to be i don't honest. yeah yeah. I didn't like I didn't like the look in the animated series, and the animated series made every character look awesome except yeah. for Jonah Hex. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. This was also an episode that was done in the phase where they had that really bad scarecrow look. So I don't know. Maybe they could have made him look better. <laughs> but you know, his face is part of his trademark. Like that's who this guy is. The scarecrow look. Do you like the one with the the pupils? And the white eyes or the red eyes? I my my favorite scarecrow is the original one with the red eyes and like no teeth. I don't I like, like the, one, the the pupil one. Mm-hmm. I don't like the one with the hair and the teeth and He's the twisted. And the I don't care for that. And I definitely don't like the hangman's noose necktie one that they showed later that uh, Jeffrey Combs played. Yeah, I am with you there. Um, clearly, we would all much rather talk about Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like it's just weird how he like he's a DC property, but to us he might as well not be. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're not, you know, like so far and maybe like if somebody ever takes the reins properly, but like Marvel can make any D-list character seem cool with their, you know, with their support of the MCU. And I don't I don't know if, you know, DC is never going to make Jonah Hex seem that cool to me. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. Yeah. Agreed. So, all right, let's get into Jonah Hex. Uh, so like I said, he's filled with amazing quotes. Okay, he's he's awesome. He's mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. If the movie starts with a voiceover narration and Jerry saying an animated opening, kind of glosses over his origin without really explaining why John Malkovich brands his initials QT right. uh, into his face, it's kind of confusing. Were you confused by this opening a little bit? I was. Um... I was into it because I was just like, oh, it's the very first thing you see. So if you're not going to give me information, I figure, okay, we're going to get the the rest of the information later. We'll find out what he did that's so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I was worried they weren't even going to do that in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay with the the way that they gave him the look uh, with the, you know, with the, the, the branding of, you know, in the face and, um, but yeah, beyond that, I I am kind of like, what's, Why? Like what? Like why? Why? Why is kids, man? I don't like. I don't like that. Right. Like he takes such violent action against him right off the bat. I'm like, and what did he do to him? The other thing too is like, John Malkovich doing an accent is just not. <laughs> it's never gonna work for me because even like when he puts on an English accent, he sounds like John Malkovich. You know, so. <laughs> He's uh surprised. I was gonna say he's surprisingly. I was expecting him to really ham it up in this movie, and he's surprisingly restrained. Yeah. He's like the southern gentleman, yeah. southern gentleman Malkovich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you got Fassbender, Michael Fassbender, who he's is crazy. We did Slow West, a western. Yeah. And he's in this movie, kind of a western, and. He's hamming it up. He's having a good old time, but like he's definitely collecting just a paycheck in this yeah. movie. He's uh, just like, what do you need me to do? You need me to be Irish? God, it's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm Irish. 
Exactly. No, so what your character in this one, uh, if I if I can take a moment, Michael. No, 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 I don't need it. I'm Irish. <laughs> yeah, I got it. That was like I get he like he whistles and he sings. I think a couple times, yeah. at least twice in the movie. So yeah. I was wondering if like maybe on the flip side he goes to the director and he just needs more. He's like, well, am I what 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 am I what kind of guy am I? You're you're a musical guy. Well, what kind of music does he listen to? Come on, I need more more for this role. <laughs> And he's like, just why don't you go sit over there, Michael? Why don't you why don't you take a great big cock and go over there? <laughs> Fine, I will. And then he, he turns and it swings with him. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you I'm can sorry hear to, it. to bury the lead too much. The quote is, war took to me real well. <laughs> he's got lines like that, Jonah oh, yeah. Hex, in this yeah. movie. And I mean, I... I yeah. feel like uh, if you're going to do a Western or anything in the Western genre, you need to have dialogue like that, though. You know, like, if, it'd be yeah. really, if he was just like, I really like war. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no one would care. Thumbs up for war. Really dig it. <laughs> Me plus um, war equals smiley face. <laughs> Katie, like, Katie kind of has a problem with the phrasing of that opening quote there, don't you? Well, it's war and me took to each other real well, so oh. I guess that's grammatically correct. All right. So, war and fine. me took to each other. I thought it was war took to me. <laughs> all right. All right. So we're not debating any. Okay. No. So, yeah, it's mostly animated. Very weird opening. He, some cool imagery, but uh, also some live action footage. Just sloppy. He like he's at a, like a river and there's some guys riding on horses over a bridge. He's got his right, Confederate right. uniform on. That's right. That's another thing that kind of makes you conflicted as a viewer of he this movie. He likes war. He's in the Confederate side. Yeah. Um, I'm not rooting for this guy. Yeah. Is he a is he a Robert E. Lee guy? Is he's he a old. Grant guy? And we kind of learned that he I guess he's more or less a Grant guy, but he's 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 more like neither man. That's right. That's what it ends up. He's 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 a libertarian hero. <laughs> That's who he is. <laughs> Get off my property. Um, so basically, he tells us everything important regarding his backstory, except why exactly he was branded. We just okay. like he we cut and he's like, well, war, me and War took to each other really well. Conflict, conflict, everything was fine. I met a beautiful wife, and then suddenly it was taken away from me. And then cut, hard cut, and he's like, he's held up against a wall. Michael Fassbender's there like having a good old time uh-huh. with his chin tattoo. All tatted up. And he's burnt, He's about to burn down their little cabin house with his uh, wife and child inside. Right. And it's really grim and you know good cause for revenge good way to get you on the side of the the protagonist you know Mm -hmm. yep so but then he what's funny though is it's brolin and it's fassbender two guys who are in like fassbender's work with tarantino and brolin has worked with rodriguez who's like in you know best buds with uh, tarantino so when i see the qt brand (laughs) it's basically like they're inaugurating uh brolin into the quentin tarantino family (laughs) every time i saw qt i was just like you can't do that you just can't do that because like i i know what qt stands for and it is not quentin turnbull or whatever (laughs) malkovich I don't, has not worked with uh i don't think he maybe he will never say never but all right uh but here's in the voiceover so he got branded with the qt and you're wondering like yeah. with his face the way it is why why isn't there a qt on his face right. well don't worry they explain that eventually it's all fractured man and like we got to talk about the score it's scored by mastodon heavy yes. metal mastodon <laughs> Which I'm, you know, they have their following, so I don't like. But like, they scored this movie, and it's like the most. It's edgy, hard. War took to be real. Stuff like that. It's just uh, to me, it reminds me of like Daredevil, like 2003, like Evanescence and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Wake me up. Wake that, me up inside. That was the. That was the come, my lady, come, come, my I'm a butterfly of 2003. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a, a year later. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> he, uh, okay, so he got his, uh, this is, uh, man, you know, you ever, guys, you ever have a, you ever, you ever want to take out vengeance, revenge against somebody for, right. for killing your family, but then yeah. they, they die? Yeah. All the time. All That's the time. Like yeah, I can't tell you. To them. Yeah. I can't tell you how many families I've gotten, I've gone through, and I've never been able to get revenge. I like, I've never been, I've never had that privilege. Yeah, every time, like this time in this case, uh, oh, he died in a fire. How convenient. Yeah. 
Uh, Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino died in the house <laughs> fire. Great. Goodbye. So, yeah. Um, so that's what, at least that's what Hex tells us in his voiceover. Um, what else happens here? Apparently, uh, Some yeah. Native Americans help him out. They're very helpful. Yeah. And they, like, resurrect him or heal his wounds and give him powers, maybe, sometimes. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> do with the dead. The the uh the whole powers thing is like um I, I lean into it a little bit more is what I feel like you know <laughs> well he's like, like if you want to make this over. character interesting well I got some powers but yeah but who cares I don't. <laughs> let's just talk about something else you know war took to me real well we took did, to each other what did you guys think of Batman the animated series <laughs> <laughs> did you guys like my character in that. Come on, guys. I'm Josh Brolin. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm you guys working like... my way to Thanos. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> then down to uh, Cable. Um, what did you guys think of? Uh, huh? And then coexisting. Yeah, I know. Are they going to? I think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to be weird, but what, weird. what the fuck do I do you hear about young Thanos in Eternals? Yeah, that's no. what I think. That's number what I do think is going to happen. But young, like young Thanos. Oh, young Josh. So, so we all want to see. Maybe. Yeah, it's like, CGI? are they going to de-age Brolin and then put him through the Thanos uh, <laughs> thing like they do? That's weird. Do they do the Thanos filter and then de-age? Do you guys want to talk about WandaVision episode four instead of this movie? <laughs> yes. We can do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um it's the crow tribe and right. they they he's anyway they gave me powers they made out of anyway it doesn't matter and it, you know crows. what my origin doesn't matter either let's move on just Hashtag everybody crows. and uh i could be called the black crow but no imagery you need an you need an opening here you need a good opening action scene here so i guess he goes to a town, and it's. I was telling Katie, he pulls into. I've seen a lot of western sets, and uh, mm-hmm. we just watched Bad Girls. Yeah. <laughs> with Andy McDowell, <laughs> pretty good set for like an old western mm-hmm. town. This is like one of the shittiest western <laughs> towns I've ever. And like you know, that's probably the point of these 1800s towns. But there's, I mean, like no, it's you a got, bad movie set. You got to have a good looking town. You know, you can't have like a. a uh, a high school play version of a, of a of a town, and that's what they got going here. This looks like crap. It's yeah. like set up in the middle of a desert, like just on stilts. Yeah, it's it just looks like it, like Jer said. I think he nailed it. Looks like a high school play, and he pulls up, and the sheriff's there, and he's got like four bodies he's carrying because he's a hard ass motherfucker. And okay. uh, now I like this. Like I, I like the, when this is one of the things that gets me into it. Like him dragging four people behind him. I'm like, okay, like I can yeah. see like this being interesting. <laughs> it's, but uh, no, I fall off so quick. You haven't seen Hateful Eight, have you, Jer? QT uh, Samuel Jackson. We open his character's got two <laughs> wait, bodies on right. his horse. Didn't QT like die in a fire though? Tarantino yeah. died in a house fire, right? That's what we think. Yeah. That's what we think. That's what Hex told us. Yeah. He's a liar. He's full of shit, man. He lied. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, um, there's a a shootout here because the sheriff says, you know, uh, you want to collect on these bounties, but I hear there's a bigger bounty on your head, Hex. And he goes, oh, really? And then he does pre-Mandalorian. They talk about odds. (laughs) And he says uh, something like six to one. It's like. You mean seven? And, like, there's someone, like, hiding. He's like, I think I like those odds or some shit like that. Right? Whatever. Yeah, he does. But I've heard it better. <laughs> In The Mandalorian? Yeah. Years later? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John Favreau was like, did you guys ever see Jonah Hex? So we're going to take some of that dialogue. We're just going to make it better. That's how we're going to improve this movie. By the way, you guys want to – I'm going to teach you how to make uh, – I'm going to make you uh, this uh, this food here. <laughs> This is just this is just a hobby of mine. I do this, I do this on the side. So uh, there's a big shootout. Hex takes them all out, and like we get kind of like bullet time. Like we kind of with the bullets some for some of the shots. Some of the budget goes towards yeah, that. Totally. And, These are the uh, bullet camps. Stylized yeah. shootout. And uh, you know this movie 
to be fair, it's got pretty good pacing. It's 81 freaking minutes, I mean, <laughs> with credits. That's that's a breeze. But it seemed uh, longer. It does yeah. seem yeah. to me. It sure as fuck seemed longer, I'll tell you that. This is not an 81-minute movie. That's impossible. <laughs> I think as far as the uh, the structure goes of this movie, it, it like it's got a... I don't know, like you got to... All the parts where I was expecting things to happen, they happen. Like, he, he has to show up at the fort. He has to have a little run-in with Malkovich. And then he has to get fatally wounded, spoilers, by yeah. the, the heavy. Mm-hmm. Not Malkovich. And then he has to recover. And then he has to go back. Like, it all right. kind of checks out in this movie, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. So I'll say that. But um, And but let's, also, a- let's also <laughs> mention that this is 2010. So the world has not yet said enough with these damn formulas for these quote comic book movies, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. After, uh, like, you know, 2013 or so comic book movies start to become more interesting. And this is very, what you're saying, formulaic uh, in its structure. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, fabs, this is 2010. So this is Iron Man two. He's like, guys, we're getting killed by Jonah Hex right now at the box office. Hi guys. (laughs) Jonah Hex is kicking our ass, and I can't deal with this. <laughs> I can't, I can't I have, I'm not going to have my ass kicked by Jonah Hex. <laughs> yeah, it's more like that. I don't think it had a chance. Like, I don't think they played near each other. No, yeah. I don't know when they when this came out compared to Jonah Hex. <laughs> and I'm not going to bother looking it up either. Yeah, it came no, out no. in 2010. It's weird. It's like comparing like apples and um, uh, artichokes to me. Right. Uh, so there's a train hijack scene now. And uh, we don't know much about Michael Fassbender's character no. at all, except that and he's Irish. His name. And he like he's a he's a jolly guy, even though in the face of danger and he's causing that's it, right. he whistles a tune, and yep. that's yep. that's the part yep. of. And he reminds me a lot. Speaking of Daredevil and the edginess in the soundtrack, the uh, he reminds me of Bullseye, like Colin yeah. Farrell, really hamming <laughs> it up. You got yeah. a great actor who uh, I believe is also I think Fassbender's Irish also. Yeah. Uh, think, yeah. Yeah. So you got another great Irish actor hamming it up in a <laughs> shitty comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah. So he's what is he doing? He lays out some dynamite. That's right. On a track. How does this high some train go tracks. exactly? So like there's uh the train is is going along and yeah you see him laying down some dynamite and by the way I do love. A character who is I, I love the the giddy in the face of uh, extreme danger or you know uh it's fun. evil it, it's fun I, I enjoy it yeah so he's laying out some dynamite and the train's coming along and you think he's like gonna blow up the whole train and then uh there's these you know some some uh masked cow uh cowboys <laughs> <laughs> riding along and yeah. uh, they kind of hop onto the train and like there's these uh, stuffy people in a dining car like, oh, my, do you see that? Like, what's what's going on here? This They're is like, a, get down. Like some kids. This is post Dark Knight too, two years. So the what we're doing is we're cross cutting now between President Grant, I believe, and one of his officials. President and, Quinn. Uh, President Aiden Quinn. Yes. Yes. Aiden <laughs> Quinn plays uh, President Grant. Ulysses S. Grant. This oh, is like, just. You need to you need to you need to stuff that gut more if you're gonna play Grant. That's all I have to say. We got we got ourselves a hot Grant in this movie. I got a hot aging Grant, and uh, he's got a, a a dude he's talking to, and he doesn't know if Turnbull's back yet. It's not official, but yeah. we're cross cutting between this train heist and and there might be a weapon on board that these yeah. guys are after. That's right. And uh, and Michael Fassbender is gonna play his role in decoupling the train. Yeah. Uh, he well, actually they decouple it the bandits and then he blows up the other half of that's it. That's right. They take the weapon cart and that's their like smooth kind Get of away. yeah. It, they were trying to be I think uh, as jokery as possible <laughs> and they didn't give Fastman the opportunity if you ask me to to really to be the Joker in this. So um, it's too Irish. <laughs> Do we find out Turnbull's nickname in this? Terrorista. Oh yeah, somewhere around here. Yeah. AKA Terrorista. 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 Ooh. Nobody calls him that in this. Ever by the way. again in this movie. <laughs> That's for the true fans who are like, you gotta call him that at least once in this movie, bros. <laughs> Jerry, are you picking up that tow truck or the plow? Uh, I am, but that's fine. Ah man, we're living so. in COVID times, baby. 
It's that snow. There's that blizzard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We live in the Chicagoland area, and we had some heavy downfall. I had to go out and buy a uh, a snowblower yesterday. That's how much snow came overnight wow. last night. I had to go out this morning and in the afternoon. Yeah. They. I think it'll be gone. No, they they decided to do it now while we're podcasting. <laughs> so. It's okay. All right. Of course. Um. Listen, Fox. Yeah. If anyone's wondering if you should move to Chicago in the winter time. Look, our trucks are on it. They're always on it. That's all we're saying. <sighs> Not in my back parking lot. <laughs> well, that's that's a private that's a private parking lot. You can't do shit about that. I couldn't go to the you know, whatever. Um, Megan Fox, she uh she uh she's with a John. She's a a prostitute and uh El prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> AKA. So we introduce her and she's the prostitute with a heart of gold, but hey, don't fuck with her, all right? Lila. Lila, Katie, what do you think of the name Lila? I don't like that name. Okay. <laughs> At all. She's the she's prostitute the with agency. Prettiest whore ever. She is the prettiest whore Gorgeous. in the West. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, she's like, got all of her teeth. You, uh, you look at women from like 80s movies and stuff, and it's just like. Nobody looked like that in the 80s. So, like, don't tell me that anyone looked like that in the 1880s <laughs> or 1870s or something yeah. like that. Like, I was, like, I was saying, like, her line must be like, she must be booked to, like, for the next 10 years. Oh, my God. She's got to own the town. <laughs> she's the sheriff. She's the mayor. She made that town famous. Yeah. Uh, Although every guy who's with her can't get past her one weird toe. They're like, man, look at that. That's weird. I know. That would hang me up. Oh, man. The wonkiness. Oh. Her, her thumb toes. So she uh, she pulls a gun on some John because he gets too uh, possessive with her, really. Isn't that? And then she yeah. says, uh, I ain't much for being kept or owned or one of those two. <laughs> I think she says that later. Oh, does yeah. she? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> she says it in this movie. Just no, she time. says she does say something like that in this moment because he's like the guy's like, I own you or something like that. And like she knocks him out or so whatever. She's like so much for being owned. Like and that's she her. Says, Fuck you. And Fuck you. <laughs> her accent is horrible. <laughs> well, it's Megan Fox. So, I mean. Her acting skills are about, you know, uh, as far as I can throw a football. I got nothing. I don't have anything major against her. I think I like her more than Kristen Stewart. Uh, see, now, see, now you're getting into names. And I'm like, I, I, I know that's a person. I don't, I don't know which one Why she is. is. Okay, that one. Well, yeah, her the, the one. Chops, yeah. Right. We'll debate this on our other our other show. But like the thing is, like Megan Fox, I like her fine in uh, Transformers. Like, why don't I like her in this? Like, maybe it's just how it's written. She's like, she's trying to be. They're trying to maybe. be cool at every turn. The score, the look, yeah, everything. Yeah, cool. And just. So yeah. at some point during the production, there was a conversation. Megan Fox is sitting there in her chair, looking down, and John Malkovich comes up to her, is like. I can't do accents that well either, honey. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like, were they bummed out on the set, or did they think they had something with this movie about this grotesquely ugly-looking cowboy who can raise the dead temporarily? Uh, so Yeah, so he can resurrect the dead. This whole time, I'm thinking of pushing daisies. Like, it's, it's just a ripoff of pushing daisies, so I have to find out. The comic was written in 1972. Oh. However, this power does not show up at all in the comics or in the animation. It just shows up for this movie, <laughs> which comes after Pushing Daisies, which was in 2007. So oh. they totally ripped off Pushing oh. Daisies. Okay, so that... Major that, bridge. That oh. alone partly explains... I mean, besides the fact that it's a terrible movie, but I was just like, man, like... <laughs> It's pretty it's pretty low rated and uh, like yeah. you can't like especially in even 2010 the world knew like you can't just add a random power to a superhero right, just for right. a movie or like it's not even Somebody a superhero like, or for one moment in a movie Have you guys ever seen Pushing Daisies? Or two moments. We should do that in this. <laughs> it's like it is a hook. It's a hook to have for a character that right. you don't really see, but like I don't need it. I don't but, need it. But I'll no. tell you what if they leaned into it more and like made that a bigger power of his, like I'd be or uh, used the power more effectively. Right, right. I yeah. would be more into it, but like it's it's like you said, yeah, it's like a couple times and it's just like, like 
I just I, need some information from you. <laughs> hey, I don't know what arc, like major arcs, his character goes through, but like they need to take him to cool new depths if we want to really like. They really uh, uh, the way to make him cool for me is like to send him to hell, ride like a stallion that breathes fire, and really make him an agent of uh, of like the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Like bounty cool. hunter for the devil. Yeah, like, that's like, an interesting. Awesome. That's right yeah. there. Yeah, what a cowboy ghost rider. Um, yeah, ghost yeah. rider in the sky. I like it. So that's it. That's you name the comic that. You got a theme <laughs> song for when they inevitably make a, a show. Yeah. So Megan Fox, she yeah, okay. Jonah Hex comes in. He she, here's the thing. Uh, you always get this in movies. Like your hero is ugly. He's a piece of shit. Everybody hates him. But like the the one hooker that everybody's trying to get with, or the one lady, the stripper, she yeah. like wants to get away with him. Just him. So bad. Oh, she, she just, is head over heels. You know just, why? Because he's not trying to own her. <laughs> Everybody else in the West is trying to own her. He knows what it's like to be owned. <laughs> they don't like it. So, yeah, they, they really are their kindred spirits. They lay in bed together after coitus and they talk about life and how they could get away together and their mm-hmm. dreams and hopes. And then that gets interrupted pretty quickly by... Uh, Men who represent Will Arnett, yeah, right. Lieutenant Grass, <laughs> Which, in this movie. Like, not only do you have Will Arnett, so instantly I cannot take this role seriously. Right. You know, but it is pretty fucking obvious that that is a fake mustache that he's wearing. Uh-oh. Because because he's got the stiff upper lip talk where it's just you can't really, like... <laughs> if you watch him, like he can't really move his upper lip that much, so his and his voice sounds like he's wearing a fake mustache. Oh man! Like That's just adding terrible. more to the high school production of this movie. They should uh, do what they did with Superman. They should CG out the fake mustache. Yeah. Have they ever done that? <laughs> Wasted millions on that. But uh, yeah, okay. So Will Arnett's guys show up and they like they task him and. And like it, there's a they hit up on a, they hit on a little a lot of cliches. Your hero is like getting out of bed with a lovely woman, and yeah. that's when he's called to the mid yeah. like James Bond or some shit. Mm-hmm. We your your country needs of you, of course. So yeah. President what? Quinn needs you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like my country very much. Mm-hmm. That's always their sentiments, but we know. But you got to do this because you're the best. Gotcha. But this no beautiful problem. whore wants to get away with me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll have to wait, Hex. So they go and they meet Arnett and gives them some exposition <laughs> about his mission. Some uh, stiff-lipped exposition. Jonah exposition. Oh. Right? Yeah. Uh, what does he say? I don't want to like give away too much here, but like, is it about the weapon? Is it about Turnbull being back from the dead? Both? I don't have the slightest clue because I'm so distracted by the fact that he can't move his upper lip that I'm not listening <laughs> yeah. to what he's saying. I'm listening to how he's saying it. He was. Tr- remember when we we uh, you remember uh, the Turtles movie? He was yeah. trying. He was a supporting role in that. And Megan Fox is in that movie. He oh. must have been trying to date her at the time. <laughs> Megan, uh, come on, <laughs> just give me just give me the time of day. Um, totally. I'm voicing Batman in like several years. So, <laughs> so. you like uh, pieces? <laughs> <laughs> Not sorry, Megan. Do you think – no, I don't want to be mean because I like Will Arnett, but do you think he'll get Me Too'd next? Like, are there Vegas odds of who's going to get Me Too'd next? Look, if there was a, a a Deadpool list, and we're not talking about the movie Deadpool or the right. character Deadpool. We're talking about, like, if there was a Deadpool but, like, a Me Too pool, Yeah. Um, I, I feel Is like he, he would – He'd be on my list somewhere. I don't know how high I would put him on there, but like I feel yeah. like he's it gives off those vibes totally. a little bit, just a little bit. Here's what we know about him: um, Amy Poehler and him are divorced, and he has not really been with anybody else publicly that I know of. So maybe there's something where like nobody wants to be with Will Arnett. <laughs> you heard it from us, guys. You heard it first Ooh. on 90 Under 90. We're turning into a gossip site what a here. Scoop. Complete conjecture about Eden Bros say Arnett undateable. <laughs> we should release that's gonna an get, tabloid. That's going to get reported on comicbook.com. Oh, perfect. Your listeners want the real scoop. That's right. So, um, 
All right, so Will Arnett gives him some exposition. Turnbull might be back. That what? I thought he was dead in the fire. Well, give nope. me a chance. Like, here's the thing. Jonah Hex, do you, what do you guys think about this? It's kind of like Hot Rod, which we've done for this podcast. What if Jonah Hex's mission was to bring back Turnbull from the dead just to kill him again because <laughs> he hates him that much, you know? He has that power. Um, I feel like he would just, at that point, decide to get away with the whore. Like, right. I'm just going to go away with her. Like, I'm not going to do this. I, feel like I got this brand new power. I'm not going to waste it <laughs> on a mission like this. I think uh, I just realized, though, that he was burnt. Like, so he's probably just ashes. You, I think you have to have a corpse to raise from the dead. That's right. So yeah. later on cool. in the movie, they explain that, like, uh, the, the the burning effect that happens is intensified based on the, the time of which they're dead. So he can revive anybody. Right. And it just it's like the longer they've been dead, mm-hmm. the longer they can stay around. Yeah. It's a little oh. weird. You'd think it'd be the other right. way around. Right. In in this scene, yeah, it's this one where he there is a corpse. He's one of the thugs from the train hijacking. And they're like, we tried to interrogate him, but, you know, he died. So <laughs> and uh, Jonah Hex, he's like, well, let me take let me ask him some questions. <laughs> like, dude, he's dead. Let me ask him some questions. Oh, like, I'd like to talk to him all the same. That's right. Yeah. All the same. Yeah. Quotes like that where it's like westernized, like like Clint Eastwood. All the same. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he touches the corpse and he like the guy's like <gasps> I'm just hang on. I just want to take a look here this is a funny concept, I think. Let's do, let's make a Western movie someday, but nobody talks like it's a Western. They all talk like it's yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. And oh. it's uh it's the same attitude, the same intensity and seriousness, but wait a second, did a million ways to die do that? I don't think that counts as a movie. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Um so, so they, okay, where am I? I was so thrown off by Jerry's diss to Seth MacFarlane there. <laughs> oh, he, uh, he revives them. the corpse, yeah. Yeah, he questions yeah. them. Talks to him all the same. Yeah, he talks to him all the same, and he's like, where is uh, where's Turnbull? Where is he? Where's Turnbull? Just, and he's like, oh, oh, sorry. I'm for this. <laughs> like, that's all. Yeah. I could put dirt on that wound and make it feel better. And he does. Like, that's the cure. Like, that's the balm for the burning if you're a corpse. Uh, you just have to roll around in the dirt and you'll feel better. Right. Dirt and corpses. That goes but, together, right? Yeah. Well, part of it is is the long, like, you can, he'll revive you, but the you start to, like, burn up the longer you're away from the ground. Like, that's, yeah. that's okay. what they're saying. Oh, basically. yeah. Yeah. So. It's kind of like the Davy Jones's heart kind of cheating by throwing it in a jar. If you just have a little bit of dirt, it counts somehow. Like, that's all you need is a sprinkle of dirt, and suddenly he's okay. So the guy, he's resurrected. He doesn't uh, he doesn't know where Turnbull is, but he knows where Slocum is. That's another, like, one of his uh, inferiors, I don't know. But he's going to lead him to Turnbull. And Slocum uh, has, like, a death match that he runs uh, somewhere down south. So now right. Hex has to go there to ask him some questions to get to Turnbull. Weird-ass wrestling match, right? Yeah, it's, like... Weird. There's a jacked dude, and then there's, like, a weird, like, cre- like gimp. Snake gimp. creature. Like, the dude from... Sorry, the dude from 300 who wants to be a soldier really badly, who gets the hump, the humpback guy. He, like, it looks like that guy, but without the hump. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't. I don't get the reference, but <laughs> yeah, I've um, never seen Three Hundred. So what ends up happening is, uh, oh, before that, oh, the guy from Wes Bentley, I think is his name from American Beauty, the the It's Beautiful, the video camera mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Hunger Games. He's in this movie. He plays an aristocrat. Oh, that's right. Named Ad- Adelman <laughs> Lusk or Adelman Lusk, and oh, it, yeah. he's more gentlemanly than Malkovich. Like they're both sipping juleps. Yeah. And uh, basically, he like his job is to get the components for the weapon that Malkovich needs to take over the world. Super weapon. Yeah, and as I say this, I'm just like, who gives a shit? I'm uh, starting to fall asleep right now. I didn't like, even take down that guy's name, so I'm impressed. I wrote it because uh, there's actually a really good plot summary on the DC wiki for this. <laughs> um, so Hex goes to uh, the weird Mortal Kombat death match where a normal Jack right. takes on the game. Hex tries to get info from Slocum, but he just tells him, go ask your dead friend Jeb. Now we're starting to get like 
more pieces to the puzzle here. And he's like, that's a good idea. Like, why didn't you think of that, Hex? He's an idiot. He's supposed to be your friend? (laughs) Because they need to pad out this 81-minute movie. Yeah. And that's his power? He still didn't think of that? I know. I know. Like, he could bring back Jeb anytime he wants. That's your thing in this, dude. He's an idiot. Like, you can't get behind (laughs) him. So... He uh he ends up he says maybe I'll do that and he throws Slocum into the match and like the gimp or whatever just goes nuts on him and yeah, he dies. Yeah. So oh and this is his mo by the way he every like in the this location in the last one he was at he the town he gives the sheriff's badge to like a rando because like because he's because he's crazy but yeah. he also burns the town down that shitty town <laughs> yeah, and he, he burns does. this whole place down <laughs> in a fight like that's his thing. Oh, so, like, why did he make that guy a sheriff if he's just going to yeah. blow up the town? Here you go. It's your town now. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So he sets fire to the place, and then he befriends a dog that he frees, and the right. dog starts following him. So now he has a canine companion. That's right. Which, like, thematically works because he's an ugly guy, and dogs are kind of ugly mongrel creatures. So, like, they're kindred spirits, I guess. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know. Especially because this dog has this weird-ass lip where it's connected at the top and the bottom. And <laughs> must have been branded by Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Yeah. So this is only going to hurt for like a fucking minute, all right? Um, so, uh, okay, so uh, he goes to the cemetery in Gettysburg. Right. Dig up his friend. Jeb. Jeb. And here's, the, here's some drama for you, some soap opera drama. Uh, Jeb's father is... Quentin, uh, Quentin Tarantino, yep, Turnbull, that's right. the villain of this movie. And the reason that Jeb died is because he was loyal to his father. They were Confederate soldiers. Yep. And Hex did not want to burn down a hospital that uh, Turnbull wanted him to do to prove a point. Like, he went mad with power. And Jeb said, listen to my father. Right. Hex shot him, killed him. And there, then Turnbull branded him. Right. And we had to, we got to the, we started with the brand. So we didn't know anything about this stuff until now. Right. Unless no. you're a big fan of the, the books. That's so weird. Uh, so Jeb tells him after saying, like, I don't know who to differentiate anymore. My dad or you. You're both crazy and mad. You're killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, if I had my druthers, I'd be in an island with that whore somewhere. <laughs> he's I like, got a whore waiting for me. All I don't same. need this. <laughs> I got a whore all the same. I got a whore all the same. <laughs> so... Jeb tells him uh, his dad's at uh, Fort Resurrection. And uh, so he goes there. Now we're like halfway through the movie. Checks out. He goes to the fort here. We get a little beat where he's going to check it out. And Turnbull gives some exposition. He tells us, now we're learning what the weapon is. Hold no, on, hold Yeah, on. yeah, sorry. Um, I think we go back to Lila for a second here. Okay. And this is where the guy like tries to own her. He like all buys right. her off of the saloon. Yeah. First of all, I love this insult that she uses. What's that? She calls him a single-shot pistol asshole. Oh, he's a premature ejaculator. Ooh. Or no. And Wait, she has a single-shot pistol. Like, that's the thing. He wastes the bullet, and she yeah, says, single-shot tried... pistol asshole. Oh, yeah, she doesn't I call see, him I that. see. Although, that would be great. You I like premature it, ejaculator. I thought she was, yeah. A single-shot <laughs> pistol cool. asshole. That's no. kind of cool. No, she's just tell, pointing out a oh, fact. That's less cool. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. And then she says, Look, I ain't no... fun for being owned. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's, that wasn't earlier. That was now. <laughs> okay. I thought that was earlier in the movie. Yeah. Sam, who fucking cares anyway? Like... Yeah. Lila. So, uh, at the fort, Hex, uh, oh, also, he, Hex visits Lance Reddick, uh, from The Wire, uh, like this actor. He's in this, he's like his Q, right? Yep, Q branch. Sets him up with some, uh, some cool, uh, weaponry. Um, easily takes out, like, a dozen guys at once. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the fort, Fort Resurrection, and he does just that. While Turnbull... Gives some exposition on the weapon, finally. Yes. It's not a giant spider from no. Wild Wild West. <laughs> which is... Katie which may be a little more better. It would maybe be better. Yeah. If you're going to go crazy right? western, go Wild Wild West. Yes. Much preferred to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but clearly the, the 
general public does not feel either of them are worth yeah. going for. Yeah. Lesser of two evils, Wild Wild West. Isn't it? It's, it's kind of funny. Like, it seems like the modern audiences almost flat out reject Westerns in general. Like, when was the last time a Western Yeah, we were talking about worked? that, too. We, I was saying what needs to, they need a shakeup and it needs to be kind of like a subgenre of Western. I think a good example of that uh, was Bone Tomahawk, a cannibal oh, horror set yeah. in the Wild Wild West there with Kurt go. Russell with a big bushy mustache, yeah. Matthew so, Fox from Lost. Mm-hmm. But uh, cowboys and aliens don't work. No, yeah. No. Yeah. You just have to be subversive. And like, here's the thing. And I was saying, I don't want to digress too much, but a lot of filmmakers, I think they have to adhere to a lot of rules to Westerns because they want to make their like John Ford or their John Wayne Western. And that, that, that means big wide vistas of big planes. And like, if I were to shoot a Western and this is like, people would hate me. I would do it with my aesthetic. I would do it like your handheld gorilla style. (laughs) Mockumentary of a Western. Kind of like, yeah. Like I would just do something, do something different. That's what I say to the, the western filmmakers out there i agree yeah yeah just I think, trying i think it's a yeah the idea of subverting the genre is good but you gotta like it's got to be done in the like yeah cowboys and aliens is yeah. just yeah I, I don't care about one of those things and i kind of right. only care a little bit about the other <laughs> things so no, I wouldn't go that crazy. It's just like we were just watching Three Kings, okay? That's a heist movie set during the end of the Gulf War. Yeah. There, there are soldiers going on a heist, and it's mm-hmm. like a funny movie too. Yeah. That's what I mean. You can mess with genre tone. I'll tell you what you do. It's just yeah. the Fast and the Furious, but with horses. <laughs> with like they 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 put steroids in their butt to like make them juice up. <laughs> That's their, that's that's their just NO, their crazy NO. jacked horses going like super speed. <laughs> oh my god! Would Vin Diesel be in that too? He, of course he would be in. It. He'd have to be yeah. in. He I has live, to be. I live my life one Mustang at a time. <laughs> Gal Gadot would be in it too. Yeah. yeah. Paul Walker, they'll CG him in there. They'll oh, grandma yeah. off Tarkin him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that sounds good, Jer. That sounds then, really good. And then eventually The Rock will come in and lift the franchise up. Again. <laughs> That's what he is, man. Franchise Viagra. I think yeah. isn't that what he said? <laughs> is it? Yeah. That's not even an Eden tabloid quote. He said he was franchise Viagra, and you know what? Wow. I guess he is. So uh, <laughs> uh, at the fort, uh, Turnbull tells us about the weapon. Um, it is a basically a detonation device. First, you launch a bunch of a series of balls, and they just kind of land That's there. That's right. And then you launch a little hot ball, and the <laughs> hot ball erupts like the I think they're a bunch of cannonballs, yeah. and the hot ball just kind of makes them all explode at once. So like so. just shoot the golden one. Like what is the point of the other the one? The golden one is just the detonator. You it need both. It detonates all the other ones. Yeah, oh, you need God. them both to react. I don't, Whatever. I don't know. I think your your color scheme is all wrong. I mean, I think you need the, the <laughs> explosive ones to be the gold ones, and then you set it off with something like a silver or, I you know, know, like a black one maybe or something, you know? Yeah. Or green. What were they thinking? I don't know. Like, look at this magic one that can't do anything but blow up other bombs. Like, <laughs> it's gold <laughs> magic. By the way, this was invented by Eli Whitney. Yes. You know him. The cotton gin inventor yeah he's the, also the father of modern warfare he, that's that is a direct quote <laughs> from Turnbull. you have to suspend a lot of disbelief in that <laughs> eli whitney invented modern warfare so well, there you go i mean to be fair we kind of suspend some disbelief with uh, tesla and the prestige don't we so i'm okay with taking like a historical figure and <laughs> and doing something that they don't do at all well yeah, I guess that's prestige and Jonah Hex. Those are the, to me apples and uh, asparagus. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, um, agreed. Burke, he gets a good shot in fast. Fastbender gets the drop on him, sweetheart. That's right. Takes a shot with a shotgun, gets him in the chest, and like he's down for the count. And Turnbull's like, "Pack up what you can and burn everything else." Something like dynamite that. Dynamite the rest. <laughs> Dynamite the rest. He uses dynamite as a verb. I like it. <laughs> and he's rocking, by the way, some sweet penguin-style hair, like Batman <laughs> Returns okay. penguin scraggly hair. I love he's it. He's got uh, 
a prosthetic nose, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. safe to say mm-hmm. his nose has is all puttied up. Yeah. Uh, so once again, it's got some scarring on it. This is just Hex's uh, uh, pattern. He'll he'll be near dead. The Crow Indian or some Native American tribe will come and intervene, bring yeah. him back, give yeah. him maybe give him a power, and then he will come back and he'll be fine. That's right. It's my power this week. <laughs> <laughs> Invisibility. Great. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so that's what happens. Some Native Americans. I don't know if it is the crow. It is because a crow literally fucking crawls out of his that's mouth right. in this. Yeah, uh, it's fucking weird. You get like a shot where it's like Nightmare on Elm Street two with the eyes <laughs> looking yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah. And shit. What uh, did we get to the Sand World yet, or is that later? That's later. Okay. I think. It's like pretty soon we have to we're establishing this thing where they intercut between this little like plane of existence that like exists who knows where where it's everything's oh, yeah. red and no, sandy. We did. <laughs> okay. It's the red dirt place. Yeah, what when, is this? When he fights QT. It's Mars. to pass the time is what it is. It, I thought it was a flashback and like it, it's some dream no, that it's he's like having. A, to me, it's like a metaphorical place where they go to fight and then like because because when he yeah. fights them in, for real, coming up in the big finale, like we cut we intercut with the red plane yeah. place and he's like winning like suddenly yeah. it's like it's like their spirits are fighting. You yeah, know? I think you're right, it's, but it's very confusing. Yeah, I I don't like it. No. <laughs> I think uh, this was a reaction to 300. That's what I think. Like ramped up speed, red yeah, skies, totally. and crazy aesthetic. Well, because it was also based on a comic, but I yeah. think they did that comic aesthetic aesthetic really well. Yeah, yeah. It looks there's. Uh, it's not dodgy. It's uh. It's just definitely. They had more a better vision. This movie doesn't have yeah. a clear vision. Yeah. I think compared to a 300. Yeah. Um. So. What happens? Oh, he he takes one of the chests. The the Native Americans resurrect him. And meanwhile, uh, Burke he's talking to Turnbull and he says, "Oh, I shot him in the chest. We're not going to be seeing from him anymore." Ha ha. Ha Turnbull goes, uh, "You mean you did? There's no corpse or anything? Oh, jeez. Don't you know movie rules? If there's no body, <laughs> it's not actually dead. I'm just. I can't do my accent anymore, Jimmy. I'm just gonna." <laughs> Just and then he says, uh, find something he loves and then bring it to That's me. That's right. Find dynamite the rest. <laughs> and then dynamite the rest. <laughs> I wish he said that throughout the whole movie. That'd be great. <laughs> and then dynamite the children. That would Jesus. make this better. Um. So yeah, then he talk uh, to me that way again, and I'll dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> So he he tests um the weapon now around here on a, a small town. He levels right. an entire fucking town, like 300 people. Yeah. Grant, Aiden Quinn, gets the news. <laughs> and he goes, good God, where is he going to attack next? And they don't know. They don't know. There's there's a they centennial celebration. There's a Fourth of July celebration over here. Could be anywhere. Yeah. So oh, I, I got to point out, though, like, how fast are we supposed to believe that the news is traveling to Grant? Because, like, yeah. it's not like he got, like, an email that was like, oh shit, this happened, man. Like, somebody <laughs> had to travel by horse for like weeks to get to Grant. All right. Like, where's he gonna travel? Where's he gonna attack next? Like, bitch, he probably attacked four other places by now. <laughs> by the it's, time you got this news. The oh, way totally. it's, yeah, the way it's cut, it's so like, you'd think it was happening at the same time. Yeah. Like the Dark Knight, where like they blow That's up right. the judge and shit yeah. and the poison. Very similar. The, you'll have to tell my wife. Well, I'll be late, but I'll be missing dinner tonight. <laughs> Pours his glass. Don't do Don't drink it. <sighs> All right. Uh, so Burke kidnaps Lila. That's right. He has some fun with it, but, like, not too much fun. Not rapey fun. No. No. He was like, I, I, I can't get rapey with her. It feels like... I'll have fun, but I won't get rapey. If they gave him more scenes and developed him more, maybe he's like the puritanical type who really despises whores and how yeah. filthy they are, you know? Yeah. So, but we don't get that. We just him, get him coming in and he like kind of sings and he has a blade out just for fun, love. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, when Irish eyes are smiling, <laughs> something like that. And he like pins her to the bed, like he like slaps her. She hits the yeah. deck. He like starts like, <laughs> and then he like drags her out. Some silly laughter. He does a leprechaun laugh. He totally does. <laughs> and uh, 
So Hex is back on his feet thanks to the the Crow tribe. That's right. Yeah. Tells Grass, Will Arnett, with the fake stash, <laughs> to he, he, to bring everything he's got. I'm going to go take on Turnbull by myself, but you guys follow, okay? Turnbull! <laughs> and uh, fucking Arnett. And it'd be funny if he was so taken aback that he like dramatically took off his mustache like a <laughs> pair of glasses. <laughs> what did you just great. say? <laughs> Just like so, Malkovich dropping, his, I can't go with it. I, I'm not. I'm done with the mustache, Jimmy. <laughs> people just I'm give sorry. Up. <laughs> Three quarters of the way to the movie, people give up, including the audience. And I, I want to pre- see a yeah. sketch of just Will Arnett doing a bunch of shitty things and then just saying, "Not sorry." <laughs> I'm sure that's his career the last several years, yeah. <laughs> except for Lego Batman, Lobster Thermidor, my favorite. <laughs> That movie's worth it just for him puttering around in the, the Batcave after, in like ten minutes in. He plays, he busts out the solo. Um, so uh, Hex arrives, uh, takes on Burke. Uh, he handily beats him this time around. Yeah. Uh, Fastbender goes down like uh, they, they they do some fisticuffs. There's mm-hmm. some choreography, mm-hmm. but ultimately he gets him on the ground and like, does he stab him? He punches him with fire. Oh, he okay. He punches <laughs> him with fire. Yeah. What and a weird sentence him, to have to say. He cuts him with a fan. Yeah, that's right. Brings he, him back to life yeah. to burn him in death. There's like a propeller that's on the back of like a ship. They're that's on the right. docks or something. or Like Indiana Jones <laughs> in Last right. Crusade. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then he brings him back to life and incinerates him. Yeah. Yep. And then he moves on. And and Turnbull's giving like a monologue. He's like <laughs> talking about don't forget guys that like this his whole plight is uh he's mad that the Confederate the Confederacy lost the Civil War. Yeah. And they're gonna take on and dismantle the Union with their new yep. balls. Yep. So he's That's going it. around and he's talking Which, about like I'll yeah. say I mean, some of that is kind of relevant today. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah Hex some of this is a little oh. relevant. Yeah, I wrote QT equals Trump in this movie. It's it's kind of yeah yeah I hate to say it but there is some relevancy here and like he's saying like basically like the South will rise again. We will build a war. <laughs> it's the biggest war. Right, right. You get one more of those. Since the Civil War. <laughs> and then no more Trump impressions. <laughs> <laughs> putting the axe on those. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save mine for the right moment Okay. <laughs> later in the season when nobody's expecting it. And we've all forgotten. Perfect. Yeah. You guys can do like Napoleon Dynamite. You can do Borat. Whatever you want. Just, you know, not him. Just moratorium on Trump. So uh, in comes Hex mid-speech. Like he's really getting his guys jazzed. And meanwhile, Grass is getting his fleet on the ships ready. And uh, Hex interrupts and like basically – Megan Fox is there. He doesn't yeah. see. He puts a gun to her head and he's like, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we take him down to the hull? Mm-hmm. And they handcuff him and they're down there as prisoners because you need that in this kind of movie. At this point, I'm like, this movie is trying to be Wild Wild West. Every action movie, really. Like, <laughs> with a major hero and uh, babe, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she's in bondage, and the, but she ain't much for being kept. And like, <laughs> and she's the kind of girl like while you're talking about your plan to get out, she's already getting those cuffs That's off right. with her pick. Tallulah Black's mama didn't raise no fool. Tallulah. That's a real name. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Comics. Who knows? I guess. Sure. Yeah. I don't need it. Maybe they made that up though. John has something to say. He just <laughs> approached the mic. No, that is uh, that was made up for the film. Did I hear tuna? Did you say tuna? Tuna. 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 Um. So she uncuffs herself. She gets him out. They're ready to take on the bad guy. Meanwhile, Turnbull shoots the weapon at Grass's fleet. Fucking wipes them out. Yeah. Goodbye, Will Arnett. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and he's <dead>. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay, so now Hex uh, splits up with Megan Fox. Not you know, not literally. They're they're together. Right. But she pulls out two pistols and she starts bam bamming people yeah. in the hall. Yeah. Like while he goes up to 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 fisty cuffs with uh um what's his name John Malkovich. 
yeah. Quentin Tarantino. That's right. And uh, like, who who cares? Like, we're we're getting to the end here. Basically, he. What happens here? There's an Elon Musk flamethrower appearance. Yeah, that's right. There's an Elon Musk flamethrower in that this. Elon I Musk brand flamethrower. Yeah, He's in this. Right. He throws it to him. He says, here, take this. <laughs> and um, then he salutes and then he's out of there. <laughs> we get more of the red dirt place. Yes, we're intercutting uh, between, like, yeah. and I think we're, like. Between here and the red planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On Mars, they're fighting. I, I think we're padding the time, but also maybe doing something that the comic did. We couldn't be bothered to research it. <laughs> maybe we'll get some. We never get comments. So yeah. I, I fucking dare you guys to fucking give us some comments. I, <laughs> I, dare you. Oh. I dare you to tell us everything we're doing wrong or saying wrong about Jonah Hex. No, yeah. you guys won't. You never do. You never will. You <laughs> so don't have the balls to call us out on our Jonah Hex knowledge. <laughs> the Eden brothers and their new tabloid. They are called. They are taking. Uh, Eden, Eden brothers declare war on everyone. Oh, you heard it here oh, first. Shit. Declare war on Arnett, comma everyone. <laughs> uh, so he's fighting him. He ends up uh, beating him in the fisticuffs. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention. We found out. I think it was when the Crow tribe was patching him up the second time that he, when he was branded, he went ahead and he got rid of the brand. He didn't want QT on his face, and that's why he looks the way he does. Yeah, he took an axe, put it in the fire, and just like... Branded it, rebranded himself. He just scrubbed it across his face. Yeah. Clean slate. He couldn't think of a better way to do that? At the time, he's not a (laughs) smart... I, there's a lot of these guys walking around with these bandana masks on, and I, right. I, I think he could just get away with wearing that. Also relevant. Right. Also relevant. Yeah. Wear your mask. Um, so uh, how does it? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets him like caught in a gear. He per, like yeah. hex bests him. He gets like his neck caught in a gear, and. They're able to launch the initial balls, but they (laughs) just as he's about to get off that hot ball, Hex gets him stuck in the gears and he leaves him there with the ball, like descending on him as he and Megan Fox escape just in time as the whole ship explodes. It explodes. Big time. The super weapon explodes. Yeah. And that's it. They get away. Like they they swim to shore. She's they're unscathed. <laughs> he gets a full pardon, and somebody offers him a sheriffry. Aiden Queen, Aiden, Aiden Quinn, I believe, right? A sheriffry. He's like the he says he says America needs a sheriff, which That's is the right. dumbest thing you can do. He wants to make the the sh- uh, him the sheriff of America. That's right. Yeah. Can you do? I'm the president. I could do whatever I want. But, I'm the uh, president. Yeah, he tries to do that, <laughs> he and declined. and Hex says, "I ain't much for being old." That's right. <laughs> I ain't much for sheriffry. <laughs> and he, uh, I would love it if he burned the White House down that at the end cool. of this and walked yeah. away. But instead, he just kind of shakes hands with Aiden Quinn, says thanks anyway. Maybe we'll do a sequel. Megan Fox is waiting outside of, for him. Yeah. He offer you a job, and he Did goes, you "Take it." Of course. And I, no, I don't like having a boss. I'm a self-employed man. And then they walk off into the CGI sunset. You think that's the end? No. What happens? <laughs> we get another uh, walk away into the distant scene. Where? He goes and visits Jeb's grave. That's right. He says, he does. He gives a half-hearted apology. <laughs> He's like, sorry, Jeb. Like, <laughs> didn't mean to. I rode all this way uh... just to say that. My bad. Right away. <laughs> Again. We good. This uh, is real ending. Hey man. <laughs> then he just shrugs. Yeah. <laughs> that's the apology. He takes the fist. He pulls up the fist. He gives it a bump, and then he walks away into the the, the <laughs> he sunset. Gives it, he gives it a bump. He comes back to life for one second. <laughs> and then <just> goes right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the end of Jonah Hex. Like, then cue yeah. the Mastodon score. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're we're all waiting still for a sequel to Jonah Hex. <laughs> I'm not. 
And uh, Roland's like, I'm not playing enough characters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be great? How that would actually be a really good uh, April Fool's movie news site. What Jonah <laughs> yeah. Hex is coming back? It's half the budget, guys, and it's going straight to uh, like a streaming service, like going to HBO Max. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not even going to HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Crackle. Crackle. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like our version of a Western better where nobody talks like it's a Western and uh, the main <laughs> character blows up every building that he leaves. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't look like a Western. Yeah. No yeah. wide vistas. <laughs> None of that. It's handheld and it's also a mockumentary that's improvised. Westerns yeah. took to me. Yeah. Re- me and Westerns <laughs> took to each other real well. <laughs> Oh, indeed. But that is it for us this week. A nice breezy episode here because who the hell wants to talk about Jonah Hex that long? Um, We wish that we had a WandaVision show, but why would we bother to start that? You guys, you're not going to call us out on all of our Jonah Hex. Yeah, you're just not going to do it. You're just not. Okay. Okay. But that is Jonah Hex from 2010, uh, 2010, directed by Jimmy Hayward, director of so many classic movies, all three of them. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Send us messages at 90under90 at gmail.com with all of your corrections to our Jonah Hex knowledge. (laughs) But you won't. But you won't. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out an intervention uh, and leave us a review on Amazon and IMDb if you can. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, we would also appreciate a rating and review on there. And we will be back next week with a movie that is hopefully much better than Jonah Hex. Hopefully. And until then, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Katie Binkley. Actually, if you don't mind waiting just one more moment, gentlemen... Oh, my God. John Malkovich? I I didn't realize you were in town. Yes, as a matter of fact, I am in town, and right now... Jesus, John, you're going to have to talk a little faster. This show is technically over. I'm here on your podcast, and I just had... Pick it up faster, faster. Quick question for you. Do you find me to be an entertaining actor... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I think uh, you're not for everybody. You're kind of like a Nick Cage. You're an acquired taste. If there's ever a doubt in your mind as uh, yep, to yep. whether or not a particular uh-huh. subject or topic, wow. perhaps wow. program slow, or here. piece of pop culture is entertaining, hey, being John Malkovich, you should you might be a little find bit faster yourself here. in good company with Jacob and Ben because... They often ask themselves the same question. you're considered a good actor. is just because you talk really slow, and then you, people have to just, you know, they have no choice but to listen to you. Seriously, can you get to the point a little faster? No, I can't get to the point a little faster, Dan. Actually. Because I'm trying to tell you about the Is This Entertainment podcast, a show where two self-described hermits talk about the music they play and the movies they ingest and the television they absorb. Okay. All right. To be fair, John, that actually does sound entertaining. Uh, much more entertaining than listening to you tell me about it. So how about our listeners subscribe to Is This Entertainment wherever they enjoy their podcasts instead of listening to you crawl your way to the end of your thoughts.